Hey yo, welcome back to AIW's The Card Is Going To Change. My name is Ronald Two Legs, and as always, I am joined by AIW owner, John Thorne. What's up, Thorne? I'm here. Had a little uh, late start because Devon Dudley called me right when we were getting ready to press record. <laughs> <laughs> is that, uh, does that never get old to you that you just have all these like wrestling legends just like calling you up out of nowhere all the time? If you saw my two most recent calls, it's pretty... It's pretty laughable, uh, <laughs> which uh, won't spoil yet. But the original person that I thought would be perfect for June seventeenth in Youngstown at the Westside Bowl is now trying to get back in. So that might be a, a double uh, double meet and greet situation on June seventeenth. We're trying to uh, work out a, de- a deal here um, because uh, the uh, prior commitment uh, has fallen through. So now they're trying to get back in, but, you know, we booked Carlito, so uh, there's a lot of negotiating uh, going on tonight. So my, uh, and these are all phone call guys, so lots of phone calls for me tonight. That's something that's like a common thread with guys kind of from that era, you know, older guys, they want to talk on the phone, they're not much text guys. Yes, uh, a lot of people, a lot of them are half and half now, you know, Mm -hmm. like they'll text you. But um, sometimes they just want to, you know, they they really want to iron out the details on the telephone. When it's time to get to the heart of the matter, you're saying? Yeah, I like texts or emails because there's just a traceable, uh, you know what I mean? There's no, nothing's up for interpretation when it's in writing like that. Right. But, you know, some people are phone call guys. We had a couple phone call guys this week, which I'm sure we'll get into. (laughs) <laughs> as always want to thank our sponsors uh the exchange we appreciate their sponsorship check out the exchange as we've said before plenty of stuff to check out in that place uh plenty of locations all over the northeast ohio area uh, but if you would like to be a sponsor of absolute intense wrestling get a hold of jim at aiwrestling.com send him an email we're always taking sponsorships uh plenty of different options to go with to get a hold of our guy coach Coach Jimmy, he'll take care of you, get you all signed up, and we'll get that all squared away. Plenty of dates that could be, you know, if you want, you got a show, you a bought show, you guys want, you know, want AIW to come into your place of work or wherever, you know, brewery or corporate events, corporate, corporate events, private right, corporate what, events. Yeah, we've, we've done. Uh, I don't know if we've done a private corporate event. We've done birthday parties, um, bachelor parties, private bachelor parties. Um, we've we've done all kinds of weird under the radar uh things so we are available we are uh, open for business as they say as and uh well it's we just recently went uh had our most recent gauntlet for the gold gauntlet for the gold 16 um is it crazy to you that you've done 16 of those shows i know we're starting to get up there in some of these is it is it <sighs> wild to you that you've been doing it for this long y- yes uh what's even wilder is there's that covid uh you know uh, stall period so it's actually been doing it longer than you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. uh we missed like a a year or two of the gauntlet i think uh yeah because some of them are on like 17 and then some of them are still back like gauntlet still hell on on earth hell on earth i think is the only um it is the only annual that we were able to do when you know we started creeping back up from covid so like there's that that's kind of one ahead which right now now kind of works as like the unofficial season kickoff so to speak you know new season or whatever you want to call it like that's kind of 
just how how it's fallen. So that's always going to be, I guess, uh, a little older. Right. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, another another gauntlet for gold in the books. This was my second gauntlet. Well, um, before before we get into that, something sure. that I, I think that we forgot to talk about. Because I know you weren't there. You didn't end up going to the after party in Kent. You know, the disaster of uh, the Kent uh, experience this mm-hmm. last time. But yeah, uh, I know I tweeted about it. And I wanted to elaborate about it because I know people were, were interested in it. But uh, Kaplan uh, just pretended that he was a bouncer <laughs> at these college bars. And it was the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, just... So funny how just casual he like he just was doing this like improv skit uh just to like make all of us laugh and it was so hard not to like blow a spot up as he just like went in on these college kids like <laughs> mind you like it was inside like they were already inside the bar where he right. was IDing them like <laughs> as if he was an a, an undercover cop or something like a second check like okay we're really checking you out this time. <laughs> yeah like so we're in this weird bar uh i think it's called the zephyr and there's like a bottom like floor and then there's this like middle outside patio floor <laughs> and then there's like a third floor so we were hanging out on this middle patio floor so when people were coming up the steps to like you know kind of cut through and keep going up because they were doing like an emo night or something mm-hmm. uh, at the zephyr Kaplan would just hit him with like you know the two fingers like in shape of a license you know and yeah yeah like this almost looks like you're making a C with your fingers he'd like hey uh, and like people would be like what uh, we, we already checked and he's like well you weren't checked by me and uh, <laughs> he would just like go in on these people and uh, you know like <laughs> some guy had like a, one of those vertical licenses you know for under twenty one yeah and Kaplan really fucking. Uh, interrogated him and he's like oh you know i got arrested because i steal my mom's pills and like i can't get a license and like uh one guy one guy was like come on man i'm i'm 24 and captain's like i'm 34 and the guy's like you still go here he's like you're 34 you still go here he's like yeah man he's like that social studies degree is no joke (laughs) oh what a legend captain he's like He's like, is that weed, is that weed I smell? And like, he like took the guy, he took a guy's weed. No fucking way! That is yes. incredible. <laughs> He's like, Excuse me, sir. He's like, uh, is that marijuana? Oh, that's great. I wish I was there. He could have gave it to me. <laughs> it was just so like he was just fucking with everybody. It was like one of the funniest things ever. And then you know he just keep, kept looking at us, going, "Man, I love it here. I feel like I'm on vacation. This is like, <laughs> I feel like I'm in a different state right now." Like, You're fucking with a bunch of like. 20 year old kids <laughs> i love that that's like his he's like relaxing having a good time and it's just busting people's chops <laughs> what, what made it great though is because we were uh, like in this outside patio mm-hmm. so he was just like he had just like a cigar inside of a lit cigar on the side of his mouth as if he was like he was just he was the head of security <laughs> and one guy actually worked there that he stopped oh my god he's like oh he's like I'm just fucking with you. I'm Bill's buddy. You know Bill from the downstairs bar? <laughs> and the guy just looked at him. He's like, you don't know Bill? Bill's not working tonight? <laughs> oh, that's fucking great. He'd just, like, go with it. Yeah, Kaplan just lied his way out of it. It was so funny. Oh, that's fantastic. I wish I was there for that. That's so funny. 
<clears throat> he seems like it's just like Kaplan, like for that, for the, like describing that, like he's, he he plays that. I, I feel like he just plays that part so perfectly. Like he looks the part, the cigar. He's got the stogie hanging out of his mouth. He's a he's an intimidating looking guy. You know what I mean? So he's like already, like, you know, it just plays the part perfectly. He was just saying the funniest stuff, and like we were just dying laughing. Like even though it was like such a bad kind of experience as far as attendance and everything for, for the cybernetico like that mm-hmm. was just killing everybody that went out afterwards was dying and then like filthy tom lawler kept going have you seen my son bill billy lawler <laughs> he's like he's been fucking around in his dorm room all semester <laughs> like because you know we were just old guys in these college right bars. right yeah yeah so like we were just having we were just having a good time Oh, fuck, that's so funny. Um, all right, moving forward. Uh, we I didn't, yeah, I didn't get to, I didn't go to the last after party. I didn't go to this after party either, but uh, that's another story for another day. Uh, yeah, where, event, what happened? Where'd you go? Oh, you think I'm going to bring my wife around a bunch of drunk wrestlers? You're out of your fucking mind. <laughs> you, uh, it was pretty, it was pretty, it was pretty tame. I'm just kidding. Yeah, she, she knows everyone too. She's fine. She just was beat. She was tired, wanted to go home. She's like, I'm exhausted. She's like, was she there the whole show? Yeah, yeah, she she came with. She Ed. hides. She hides, huh? She was in the back. Yeah, they had general admit. She just got general admission. So I mean, you know, she doesn't. You know, she yeah, she's a bit of a hider, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I thought uh, she like showed. I saw her at the end. I thought she just kind of like showed up because I know you guys were in like a like a shared automobile situation because she got in an a- that accident. Yeah, yeah. So she did get a ride with uh with young Ed, and uh, she was there. But yeah, she started. She's a stand in the back kind of just watch, you know, that type of thing. And then I was told I told her I was I was mad at her because she stands in the back and watches. But uh, I go, oh, did you see me when I brought the casket out? I was one of the druids that brought the casket. As you see me when I got came out through the curtain, she's like, you can't. You were out there, like, like no, I didn't <laughs> see it. I'm like, God damn it! I'm like, I never. I'm never out there. I'm never on camera. Never visible ever during the shows. The one time I am, you are there, and you didn't fucking see it. <laughs> um. But getting into the card, this was a really good gauntlet for the gold. I have I have many under my belt, and this one did not disappoint in so many ways for me. Um, just the card itself was incredible. All the matches, including the gauntlet match, were just really top-notch. From top to bottom, I thought it was you know over-delivered in, in many ways. I saw a lot of people uh, on social media and stuff like that saying that they, they really felt like this was one of the best gauntlets they've seen in a long time. Uh, what what were your initial thoughts on the night? Well, you know, as you know, as I stated, you know, for the last couple of weeks, like we were really trying to put this together for the AIW audience. You know what I mean? Like if you are a Fight Plus watcher, you know, some of this stuff probably didn't hit the way it hit, you know, the the people in the live audience um, or the people that have followed AIW for quite some time, you know. So <laughs> that's kind of where you know, that's kind of the give and take, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, obviously, if people have been coming to AIW since the Mount Carmel era, they're going to remember AIW superstar Jerry. But, like, somebody that is just watching AIW through the Fight Plus era is going to go, I have no idea what any of this means. You know what I mean? Yeah, who's coming out to Ariana Grande, they're saying. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, stuff like that, you know, like, uh, I thought that... Uh, it really played well to like our core audience, uh, and that's what we were going for. You know, sooner or later, it, it's going to be really hard to 
find these, you know, talents that can, that can, you know, get that sort of reaction and get that kind of wow factor. But, uh, I think this year was, uh, a, a really, really good, like, it, it's going to be hard to top the, the surprises from this year. You know, we've done Jerry before in the gauntlet. He always does, uh, pretty well, but, uh, Magnum CK and, and, uh, Dr. Dan, I think, you know, people were really shocked to see them back. Yeah, you you really undersold and you kind of went with, hey, you know, we're really not going to do any surprises. And you kind of just left it at that. And we didn't really harp on it much. Um, So when I feel like when those surprises did hit, I feel like a lot of people were very shocked. I think it was. Well, I think, you know, it was like you have to you got to gauge you got to gauge expectations, right? Like I knew that they would do well for our core. But again, you know, uh, we're. Much like there's turnover on the roster, there's turnover in that audience quite a bit. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, uh, so <clears throat> I I knew that you know there would be a, a good base of people that that would really play well to. But you know, there's also you know Sam Holloway fans and Shaw Mason fans and you know Austin James fans and all these kind of new people that are also coming around that it might not. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like, I mean, you know, I had a lot, a handful of students uh, and recent graduate graduates uh, is the word I was looking for. Their graduates that when they read the board in the back, they said, "Jerry, who is Jerry?" And I well, said, First yeah, a off, lot of them. I mean, a lot of them didn't know who any any all three of them were. You know, um, I said, first off, it's AIW superstar Jerry. I said, second off. Uh, that is a former intense title holder, so you put some respect on that man's name. <laughs> right. um, you know, he's been around. Uh, it, it, Magnum CK was one that I felt like a lot of people knew. Um, da- Dan is one that a lot of people knew, too, because he was, you know, in the school and he was around. He did disappear for a while. Dan has been gone. So some of the newer newer students, graduates, whatever, you know, uh, weren't aware, but... That was that was one I really enjoyed checking off the list. Magnum CK and Doctor Dan were two that I uh, you know just kind of missed on when I started working there, and uh, it was really I, cool to get there. I wish those. he would have went with the. Uh, I, I mean, I understand like his reasoning for not wanting to, but I think he should have just went with that old music. You know what I mean? With the voiceover, yeah. Just so I, I understood what he was thinking, but people figured it out anyway. You know what I mean? Before he came out. Yeah. So, I mean, he should have just went balls to the wall with the old thing and just let, you know, those people go nuts because they figured it out before he came out. Some people, yeah, they definitely did. We could hear hear him yelling and stuff like that. I think he was thinking that, you know, if with the music and the voiceover, it would kind of ruin it right away, and he kind of wanted to let it build. Plus, I don't, I don't even know if he he had that headset. I don't even know if he knew where that was, and I don't have to hook that damn thing up again and all this shit. I don't even know. But it was all I, all the voiceovers pre recorded. It. I'm just mean when he wore that like Britney Spears type headset. You yeah. remember that? And he come out on the hoverboard, and he yeah, would yeah. talk. He would talk into the hands free one. Is what I was talking about. He like posted. His he he did he did post uh, that it was 953 days since his last day at W appearance. Yeah, yeah, it had been it had been quite a while. That's so, for sure. I mean, that's about three years, right? Yeah, yeah. Just, so, just shy. I, I definitely just wanted to gauge expectations on that though, because you know it's uh, I, I knew that people would like it, but you know it's also not gonna it's not gonna play to everybody. So. You know, that's uh, where I was at. But, you know, also, you know, like a little, a little, uh, 
deflection here on the podcast to you know what i mean uh sure. get a better re- get a, get a better reaction i think uh, also helped out you know because that's the fun of the gauntlet like you know you don't like it, it's not fun if you knew all three of those guys were there you know what i mean like i, I think people that had genuinely had no idea uh really enjoyed it and i mean the big surprise at the end you know isaiah broner who came back uh you know way 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 faster than than any predictions Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he had said that they told him he shouldn't be back logistically till almost December. Right. Um, and he just kind of, he busted his ass, was in, you know, doing multiple rehabs a day, you know, and really, and really busted his ass to get back. And I think that was one that I don't, I don't think, I don't think anyone thought that he was coming out at 30. Right. Um, I mean, and, you know, once, once we got, uh, word on that and you know he received uh clearance um you know we we kind of had that plan in the back pocket when we were waiting for that uh official kind of um you know uh, th- there were f- there were a few plans in place I'll say that you know a few contingency plans which we don't have to discuss what those were but uh you know that was the big one that I think we all wanted was uh Broner making that you know that come back, you know, several months earlier than expected. And, you know, now he's heading to absolution to, to headline against Matt Cardona. It was funny, too, because I said to him, uh, you know, he sits sits there in the back. Usually he, he likes to sit at the monitor, so he sits next to me quite often. We bullshit quite often. And uh, it was funny because he's been around um, at shows in, in the past, previous when he was hurt, and he's just kind of been around and, you know, and talked to everyone just kind of around and, you know, taken in, you know, still around, like I said. Um, but this one, I said, you know, he was a surprise, but I said maybe even if somebody did see him through the curtain, kind of sitting back there or whatever, you know, he's been around, so it wouldn't be that crazy. But I said, you know, it'd be funny if you had like, uh, like you know, like NBA tearaways, because he could just be like sitting there back there next to me, just chilling all, you know, watching the show and just be normal. Then all of a sudden, uh, 29 goes in and then he hits those tearaways, you know, pulls the tearaways off. He's like, all right, I'm in. We dap it up and he goes out there, I hit the music and he goes out and it would just, I, just, I go, that would have been so funny if you just out of nowhere just pull him off and you're like i'm going in <laughs> i think he was a little uh in the zone all day you know oh he's, yeah he's very to himself and i think he was just kind of mentally preparing himself to you know for for everything uh and i think it was real it was really emotional for him honestly um i think there was a lot it was emotional for you know i would say probably all the surprise guys in different ways mm-hmm. um and uh, it was uh, it, it was it was interesting to see. You know, we we did have um, I don't know if the footage will be usable or or what, but uh, you know, uh, we did have um, you know people kind of uh, we had the surprise guys kind of do like some candid interviews about what they were feeling earlier in the day <coughs> before fans came in, uh, and then you know to kind of gauge their, you know what I mean? Just kind of document the day a little bit for them. Sure. You know, like I said, it, it could be something that sees the light of day. It, it may never see the light of day. I, I don't think anybody's even reviewed the footage of it yet, but we were kind of uh, documenting those four guys throughout the day. Well, nowadays too, with the amount of footage that gets taken day of too. And I mean, there is a lot of stuff all, all, 
all those things that you saw, if you watched the live stream or if you go back and watch that, if you haven't, you sh- I, I highly advise you to go back and watch the Fight Plus stream because there was a lot on that stream that you did not see at the live audience. Uh, you know, unfortunately, we're not at the point where we have big screens and can kind of show that stuff to the live audience that's there. But if you were watching on Fight Plus, there was a lot of stuff that got filmed, people picking their numbers, stuff like that, that there's a lot of stuff filmed during the day, you know, day of day of the show that, you know, if you're not there, you may not see some of this stuff. So I would highly advise people to go back to Fight Plus and watch the replay because there's a lot of stuff on there. Yeah. You know, that's uh, just credit to Chase Oliver and, and you know, and, and the team. I mean, I helped uh, kind of wrangle and produce some of those backstage segments, but you know it's it's one thing to to film them it's another thing to you know edit them render them out and and get them ready to go on a live stream in you know within the hour right um you know that was just kind of like a next level of just uh production stress that uh that we had and uh <clears throat> i mean i think it added a lot to the live stream i think you know again just like the the surprises there's a give and take right mm-hmm. because we're running video packages and there's kind of a lull you know with the live crowd you know where there's kind of like uh two minutes or three minutes of of silence um you know so uh we're still kind of working our way through the best way to do things because <laughs> and it does extend the show a little bit you know mm-hmm. um but i do think watching at home on fight plus like it gives a little bit more depth to what's going on you know what i mean there was a uh, a little extra promo from you know cardona and fonzie and sdl and, and pme you know uh, early in the show and you know there's just a lot of different kind of things of guys building to the gauntlet later on in the night and stuff like that yeah i just like you said uh, credit to chase because i think where we've come from when we started with doing our own production to where we are now is just, you know, leaps and bounds ahead. And that's all, you know, that's all credit to Chase uh, because he just does an incredible job with all that stuff. And like you said, I mean, he we're filming, editing, rendering, and putting that all out live, like within the hour. I mean, you talk about something that's stressful, like, you know, it... it it, it all rides on him to kind of handle that stuff, and he he does he does with, with right. The, with and I mean, you know, people are showing up at different times. You know what I mean? And like he has this kind of vision of how he wants things to go. But you know what I mean? Like some people are getting there at four o'clock. Some people are getting there at six o'clock. You, you mm-hmm. know, so um, it was a it, it was a pretty hectic environment back there. You know, uh, I, I guess probably the most comparable to like a live live you know, production that we've ever done. I think, you know, like almost like a television, live television production. <clears throat> it was a little bit different than, you know, just the, we're, we're live on, you know, fight plus, um, you know, there, there was a lot more elements, uh, going on, you know, um, multiple cameras, you know, like, uh, people getting, you know, these pre-show promos, uh, there was people getting this documentary stuff, there were people getting promos of guys after their matches, like live right there on the fly. You know, like just all kinds of stuff was going on. So it was pretty crazy. Yeah, because are we, are we, because I might not even know about this, but I mean, are we producing 
something like in the long run? Because I know Caleb was taking stuff backstage. You know, I was in shots at some point. He was taking like backstage footage of people talking after their matches or just whatever, documenting all this this type of stuff that I, you know, that didn't go on the stream. So I was wondering what, what well, was going on like, with that. Is that in the works? Or? So, you know, like Chase and I talked and we thought it would be kind of cool for Patreon or something. Uh, to kind of document the surprise people throughout the day and, mm-hmm. you know, just um, uh, try to get, try to get like one of those like WWE style, you know, 20, 30 minute, you know, kind of backstage real little mini documentary things going on. And like I said, I don't know if we got enough, if we didn't get enough, you, you know what I mean? If we got too much, if it's not usable, if it's usable, I haven't heard anything on that, but we were at least shooting stuff to see, uh, if we could do something like that down the road. I would definitely be very interested to see what could come out of that because, yeah, I saw them shooting a lot of stuff, and I thought in my head at the time, I thought, man, that's really cool, and I was curious what you know what the plan was. I had meant to ask you. I knew we were going to obviously talk on the pod here, so I was kind of saving it for that, but I was very curious because, yeah, I mean, as somebody who came from the fan side of it to now working in the back, I think what I saw in film and all that would be really interesting, you know, if you were still just somebody on, you know, fan side who was curious about what goes on in the back there and what it's like and you like those WWE style documentaries, this would be, yeah, an AIW version of that. And I think that's extremely compelling. I would be very curious to see what happens to that down the road. Yeah. And I mean, that's kind of like a, uh, we'll wait and see sort of thing. Um, you know, it was an idea that we had, you know, especially because we had these, you know, uh, different kind of personalities from the past. And it was, uh, you know, it, it was pretty emotional for them for different reasons. You, you know, I'd say all, all four of the surprises, um, it, it was pretty emotional for all four of them for different things. And, you know, we were kind of just uh, wanted to get their real kind of raw feelings, you know, and, uh, I don't know how long, you know, I wasn't actually there for it. Uh, observational banter was kind of, uh, producing that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, I, I don't know how any of it turned out, you know, but, uh, it was just an idea that I had had and I had pitched to chase and I said, you know, this, if we were going to try something like this, this would probably be the time to do it. Cause we do have these kind of four unique personalities coming back into the fold for, you know, different reasons, right. at least, at least for one night only. And, you know, it's, it's going to be emotional for different reasons. You know, like Magnum CK was told he can never wrestle again. You know, um, <clears throat> I don't know what Dr. Dr. Dan will say in that documentary, but you know, there's anybody that's within, you know, within the AW circle knows that it was pretty well documented. What were, why Dan, you know, kind of disappeared for three years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it was very emotional and, and probably a huge burden, you know, off of his back to, to walk through those doors on, on Saturday. Yeah. You know, Jerry, uh, Jerry, you know, has kind of been away from wrestling for a while uh, by choice. You know what I mean? He he just kind of walked away, <coughs> you know, wanted to walk away because he had achieved, you know, uh, winning a championship in AIW and uh, he kind of wanted to go out, you know, on, on top instead of hang around. Um, you know, and Isaiah Broner, you know, obviously is, uh, you know, that story speaks for itself. So we had all sorts of kind of different threads going on with each each one of those guys. And uh, we wanted to, you know, kind of see if we can get uh, some cool content out of it. And if we don't, we don't. You know what I mean? It's it, this footage. is <laughs> We're not obligated to put it out there or, or, or release anything. So 
um, you know, Chase is going to sort through it and, you know, see if there's uh, something usable in it. I look forward to seeing what comes out of that. Um, talking about this card a little bit, was there a match on the card? I'm curious, out of, aside from the gauntlet match, was there a match on the card that really exceeded your expectations? Because I, I felt there was a couple, in my opinion, um, but I was curious to see what, what was kind of your... What stood out for you over the of the night, you know, on the card? What stood out the most for you? Um, you know, like you, you have to say, you, I, I guess you would call it the semi-main event, which would be uh, Sam and uh, Cardona. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that this was just uh, listen. There's a lot of people that criticize Cardona and hate Cardona and don't understand the Cardona thing and. You know, we all see it on social media and in in these Discord chats. You know, not the AW one, but there's multiple ones where people hate it and they don't get it. The man was on has a decade plus of of experience, right? Like you cannot buy, high level experience too. You know, I mean, you cannot buy that sort of master class to put your people in there with and. You could say a lot of things. He really worked hard to make Sam Holloway matter. You know what I mean? It's one thing. Sam did have a lot of support that was in the crowd, and that does certainly help. But Matt Cardona went out there and worked very hard to make Sam look like an equal a guy who's been wrestling less than a year, you know what I mean, who is very inexperienced and very green. Uh, he worked so hard and really just kind of opened Sam's eyes to so many different things. And, you know, uh, just invaluable experience for Sam Holloway. I, I didn't know what to expect Cardona could have probably ate him alive and made him look like a joke. I know that people think that he doesn't know how to wrestle or whatever. Like Matt Cardona is a very skilled professional wrestler and guys of that level know how to make somebody look like a fucking goof if they want to. And he did not. And uh, he went out of his way to just really make Sam look great. And, you know, Sam went out of his way. You know, Sam rose to the occasion, right? Like, he could have went out there and he he could have bombed and let nerves get to him because he was certainly nervous. I mean, I I know that you – I know anybody that was at that fucking monitor before he went out saw those nerves. You know what I mean? Uh, He was was terrified. And uh, he went out there and he fucking rocked it. It was certainly uh, a performance to be admired. I mean, speaking of the Cardona thing, he doesn't have to do that. I know you maybe could say, oh, yeah, sure he does. That's his job or it's this or that. But like you said, man, he could have easily went out there and and did things to to hurt the performance or definitely hinder Sam or make a guy like Sam who is set, you said is you know as green as Sam is, he's only been in for so long. He definitely could have put him in a position to make him 
really have to work for it. And a guy that's skilled as Cardona is, and for as much as, you know, I don't know whatever people want to say about him, I think he's a lot nicer and a, a nicer guy than people give him credit for. I mean, he he went out of his way to make Sam look like a million bucks. And Sam worked for it as well. Like you said, he definitely he rose to the occasion. But wrestling is a, is a two-way dance, you know. It takes two to tango. And, and, and Matt really put himself out there and 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 helped Sam and made Sam look the way, you know, he wanted, you know, cause Matt wants to go out there and have a great match. I know, like I said, people have a lot of feelings about the guy, but you know, he works his ass off out there from the time that he gets in the building to the time that he leaves. And I think it's, you know, it's not something that he, he doesn't know that to anyone. I mean, uh, you know, I don't know, but there's plenty of wrestlers that get their pay, do what they have to do. And they're out of there. Right. I, think I mean, Matt, there's plenty, there's plenty that it's just, you know, Where's my envelope? You know what I mean? He, yeah. Uh, and I'm not trying to blow, you know, blow his gimmick or whatever, but like right. he, he did, you know, he did not have to go out there and have that match with Sam Holloway. And that should be really admired because um, that is the only way you learn in this business is, you know, you can learn everything. You, you know what I mean? You can learn all this stuff at a wrestling school, but like until you go out there in front of people with a you know just well experienced veteran like you don't know shit you know what i mean like any wrestler that has ever done anything will tell you that like you, you know they they were so good at wrestling school then they got in front of a crowd and they realized they didn't know shit uh sam learned so much in that f- 15 minutes or whatever it was uh and i think you know it legitimizes sam to more than just his people and the you know uh, small contingents of the AW faithful that are that have been getting on board with them, you know, it made a lot of people think like, "Hey, this guy could be somebody," you know, because like I said, a lot of people forget we're playing the two audiences. We're playing to the live audience and we're playing to the Fight Plus audience that goes around the world. We don't know who's watching. So, you know what I mean? Like there's, I would say probably the majority of that audience has no idea who Sam Holloway is, or knows his story or, or, or any, any of that, you know what I mean? So, uh, I thought that they went out there and, and they really had a great match. There was a ton of just like near falls and the crowd, like the crowd and the atmosphere for that match was like one of the greatest AIW live experiences that I went out there and I kind of stood in the crowd for a little bit mm-hmm. and I was like man this is just like electric and uh, that's what makes it great you know what I mean yeah, and it really, I mean, it, going forward now, the, you said some of these people like Fight Plus audience, I guess we'll call them, now when they see Sam's name on the card, like you said, it really legitimizes him as a guy. You see that name on the card and you go, oh, this is the guy that went toe-to-toe with Cardone. You know, you remember stuff like that. And and going forward now, people see that Sam's name and, and you know, that's going to be, it's it's uh, you're going to want to watch that match. It's not just some name on the card any longer in AIW. And I mean, you know, in the same respect of everything we just said about Sam, you know what I mean? You have to say it about Shaw Mason and his match with Derek uh, Dillinger for the intense title. I mean, they worked also, you know, kind of different circumstances, right? Like, you know, uh, they are more kind of uh, peers and, you know, have worked together at the AW Academy and, you know, things of that nature. But Mm -hmm. it's kind of in the same 
in in the same realm, you know, they had people hooked, you know, and I know that there's, uh, you know, Shaw kind of uh, is unfortunately getting that, like, a little bit of that resistance from the AW core, much like Wes Barkley did for so many years, you know what I mean? Because Shaw brings people, you know what I mean? So, like, uh, for whatever reason, that kind of rubs some of the the core audience wrong, you know, because he brings people that are loud and cheer for him and whatever, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but you cannot discount how hard that kid works and how much he continues to improve every time he goes out there. And there's a reason why, you know, these guys on the roster want to work with Shaw, you know, like they know that it's it's going to be an electric atmosphere, you know, and that to be a wrestler is is what people want. That's the environment they thrive in. Uh, and Shaw's risen to the occasion, you know, thus far. I, I don't think that he's had, you know, a like uh, – uh, maybe not, maybe we take Shaw off. You know what I mean. One of those performances, like mm-hmm. uh, he he continues to deliver, um, and you know he he wants it. You know, like uh, it it has to be said. Like you know, which we didn't get into. We can get into it a little bit, but like you know, I I picked up Abdul the Butcher on Friday night, and I had I had just about enough already. You know, like <laughs> and uh, I was like, somebody has to get this guy. You know, on Saturday, like because I needed to be out to the venue earlier anyway. Mm-hmm. Shaw Mason uh, went out and rented a car just so he could be able to to like to volunteer to drive Abdul the Butcher and his like crew around because he brought like a crew with him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, things like that go a long way. You, you know what I mean? Like he had a match, he had a title match. He's uh, you know, worked his way onto the main shows, almost all of them for the most part, you know, since debuting. He doesn't have to be the guy that goes out there and, and, and does that, you know what I mean? But, like, that's just in his character to, you know what I mean, always be contributing to the company and moving it forward, much like how he tries to get people to buy tickets, you know what I mean? Like, he wants it he wants the company to be a success. He wants to be a success and he loves going, you know, he brought that, he was brought the exchange relationship to the company. You know, he goes above and beyond. Uh, but I just thought that that had to be mentioned. He, he wanted, he went out and rented a car and did not ask for reimbursement on any of it just so he could, you know, take a burden off of me of having to drive or find somebody to drive Abdul the butcher around. Right. I mean, it needs to be mentioned too. He was also in the gauntlet. So you say he has a championship match to worry about, you know, but then he's also in the gauntlet as well. Um, it's just, you know, that's, that's, it's uh, right. definitely I speaks mean, to his character. A, yeah. He had a lot. He had a lot. I, I think, you know, he continues to, um, imp- you know, the whole, honestly, you know, the whole card I thought, did well um you know from members only to money shot i thought that they rocked it to open up the show you know Mm -hmm. i know i know that it was mentioned in the discord people are mad at charles van like listen you know what i mean like he's new you you know like there's gonna be there's gonna be growing pains there um i didn't want i didn't even notice 
people are alleged that there's a he counted too fast or you know it looked bad. I'm not gonna lie, you know, I wasn't paying I wasn't paying that much of attention to it, you know, mm-hmm. like there was a zillion things going on backstage. So, <coughs> I mean, uh, everyone made him fully aware on Twitter that he fucked up. So, like, I think he gets it. You know, there, there's not much more that I could say. Uh, but you know what I saw that match, I thought that they worked well together. They opened the show hot. Um, I don't, I'm still a little pissed at Kaplan and Dom for breaking all those fucking bins. (laughs) Had to send, had to send, uh, Andy on a, on a Walmart run. A Walmart run. Yeah. To go get new totes. Um, See now, now I was gonna say uh, I, I don't know I I I'm in the back there I seem to notice uh, little Charles and uh, Money Shot they're a little, little friendly maybe maybe the fast count wasn't an accident maybe uh, Charles you know all the it's a lot of personalities backstage a lot of stuff going on uh, it's no it's no uh, it's no s- secret that there's another ref that's pretty good friends with members only maybe. Maybe Charles and members and Money Shot, you know, became okay. friendly over time, and he okay. doing what he's got to do to protect that uh, the titles. I don't, I don't know. Maybe, who's maybe there's fr- more to a, tell who's, there. Who who's the ref with his friendly with members only? Oh, you don't. Come on, you know who it is. Porter. Yeah, my guy, Porter O'Shea. It's no called secret off. that Porter and members he only are. Off. Well, I'm just saying that was. I was just using that as an example of you know okay, people are friendly with other wrestlers. Maybe Charles and Money Shot are become friendly. I don't know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't count on that. <laughs> I, don't um, think the, I don't think anybody's too friendly with those guys. <laughs> I did like that you came up with that elaborate story just to get to the fact that uh, EVP Jimmy is uh, members only uh, almost exclusive referee most of the time. <laughs> they're they're friendly. That's all I was trying to say. I, I like Porter. I like bringing him up you know, as my buddy. It's my guy. I like to give him a shout out on the pod. Um, so, but yeah, uh, sorry. I thought I, I'm yeah, sorry. I'm just like you, you, you just get totally off, off the rails. <laughs> Threw you off get, there, huh? To get like a, a members only EVP Jimmy joke it, and I'm just kind of gather my thoughts. I I I mean I just was saying I thought maybe you know maybe the doesn't ref them. <laughs> um, it, okay, we have two, of, we have twenty refs on the roster, so they each do fucking one one match, you know, every show. There, there are a lot of referees on the on the roster. I know there's got to be some budget cuts coming. <laughs> um, a match that hasn't been uh, mentioned yet that I thought was a great match: uh, Jocelyn Navarro versus Miyu Yamashita. Uh, that was a match that I thought delivered in every way. Uh, international superstar coming in, uh, you know, AIW Women's kind of measuring stick. The you know the 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 top of the food chain, the women's division. You know, going at it. And I th- I thought that delivered in every way. What were your thoughts on the match? Yeah, I mean, you know, I I, I thought that you know. Uh, there seemed to be like a little bit of uh, of communication issues, like at certain points of it. Uh, but I thought once they once they got going, it really got going, and I thought it was it was great. And Jocelyn was able to hang. You know what I mean? Like I said, this is just a uh, this was a big test for her, and um, you know she was able to kind of you know hang and bang in there with one of the best in the world, um, and you know being able to do that. The confidence that that gives wrestlers as performers is just an invaluable 
uh, attribute to kind of have. You know what I mean? Confidence is just so you can't teach confidence. Um, so to kind of go out there and hang, I think was just uh, you know win, lose or draw. It really didn't matter, honestly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I think it was more about being able to you know go toe to toe with you know one of uh, the the best female professional wrestlers on the planet um and i think you know it was also one of those cool experiences for the aw live crowd right like you know to be able to you know see this you know just incredible performer in east lake ohio on a saturday night yeah and like you said the language barrier too is something for jossie that you know that can help her going forward now she knows you know hey she can work international people and you know maybe the language barrier you know maybe they're not seeing eye to eye communication wise but they you know work it out in the ring and it and it works and she can feel confident going forward that even if something like that breaks down she can still have a great match right no and Listen, I, I thought that the whole the whole card delivered. You know what I mean? Spin the wheel, make the deal. I mean, what a fucking, you know. I'm going to tell those guys, we're just leaving the wheel at home from now on. <laughs> just pick one when you get out there? Just fucking pick one in advance. You know what I mean? Like, But again, like they they land on the easiest one, and then they start fucking respinning and fucking around, and then it's just like the crowd just decides they want a casket match. So a casket match is what they got. <laughs> I think casket match was obviously the favorite, but I think it speaks to Josh and Tom, and and you have to take that as an AIW fan and say that man, these guys are not just going to go out there. You're not you're not going to come to AIW, and guys are just going to go out there and phone it in. They could have easily, like you said, oh, what was it, it was a, a East Akron, Lake Street fight, East Lake, excuse me, East Lake Street fight. Them two could have easily went out there and had. A, a, you know, not phone it in, but whatever. You know, they could have really just went out there and had a decent match, whatever. They decided, no, let's let's. There's a fucking casket back there. Let's get crazy and give the fans what they want and deliver. And they did again. And, and it's so hard, like you said, they go out there and they have the Prince of Darkness match and they do the spin the wheel. That's like lightning in the bottle, right? After you know uh, a few problems, some stuff goes on in the show. It's kind of a lull. We really needed to come out of it. They have that match. Bring us out of it. Great match. Then you say, can you do it again? And they do. They strike lightning again twice and have this casket match that was just... I mean, the finish to that match, that that last the finish was so fucking awesome. Well, the thing, um, the thing that was... The only thing that I, I will say against it is, you know, because they don't know what they're doing and they don't have anything planned and everything is improv, mm-hmm. it does go, like, it does go longer than what would be, you know, typically on a format for a show. You know, mm-hmm. like, uh, so because they have to go through this whole process and then they got to feel each other out and they got to try to figure it out as they're going. Uh, so it does take a little longer to work up because they have nothing really planned, you know, mm-hmm. like, um, they had, you know, uh, kind of, kind of, uh, a little funny thing is like they, pure rules was on there and then like, they're like, what what do we do? We need judges and all this stuff. So they were gonna have <laughs> they were gonna have Larry Zabisco, Abdul the Butcher, and and um, uh, some. I, I'm trying to think of who the third one was. Uh, it might have been Fonzie. Like yeah. it's, they they were gonna be they were gonna be the pure rules judges. That's fantastic. Which they were not gonna be tipped off at all, and they were gonna have no idea what was going on. Uh, 
but didn't land on pure rules and like you know just the i don't want to i don't want to blow their spot too much but josh was kind of fucking around backstage and like he's like what do i do you know like i just you know like shoot shoot on somebody's leg you know like just wrestle (laughs) and like he like fake did that to tom and tom like his just instincts kicked in and like he just immediately locked a choke on like he was <laughs> like he had PTSD from like you like from MMA yeah, fighting yeah. Uh-huh. and like locked a choke on his like, what the fuck do you think you're doing and like choked him <laughs> out and then like s- <laughs> kind of snapped out of it he's like he's like what do you think you're doing trying to do that to me like you know he's yeah. like you don't fuck around like that you know That's you could hurt so somebody funny. yeah yeah and like Josh, just- was like Josh was like that was so scary himself. <laughs> I was like dude like you He's a fucking trained kid. Like he goes and like trains like soldiers in the desert. You know what I mean? Like he's a oh, tra- yeah. he's like a trained like hand to hand combat warrior. <laughs> like he just like it's natural instincts. But it's like he's the best. He like he like tried to do like shoot on his leg back backstage, and Josh found out real quick. You don't do that. But yeah, I thought the whole card was good. Um, you know, just. Uh, Crazy, crazy experience. You know, you got to shout out Larry Zabisco, who was pretty, pretty low key. Um, he was like, he, he, he was moving real slow. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, you know, uh, not a real lot of time with him. You know, he flew in super late Friday night, landed at about midnight. Uh, just hung out at the hotel all day uh, till about uh, five o'clock, and then came did the signing. You know, like nothing really of note uh of him you know he just he kind of talks like this john you know like he's just yeah. you know he's just like an old brothered out guy long uh, line for zabisco though yeah they both did really good uh with their meet and greet lines um but it was super cool you know what i mean like uh I'm a Scott Hall fan. I know you're a Scott Hall fan. And like mm-hmm. Scott Hall was like a huge Larry Zbysko fan. And Larry Zbysko did so much for Scott Hall when Scott Hall was a young wrestler. So like, that's why I wanted to book him. You know what I mean? I know there's a million other reasons why you would want to book Larry Zbysko, but uh, I really wanted to book him, you know, based on, you know, the kind of Scott Hall connection that he had. Right. You know, he was, you know, he did like some really great stuff for Scott when he was like super green early in his career. <laughs> and then Scott kind of paid him back later on in WCW. And, um, you know, if like you could find on YouTube, like they're like, there's these old Scott Hall where Scott Hall was trying to get a YouTube channel going like 15 years ago. And he just like goes to like Larry Zabisco's house all the time and they like watch matches. <laughs> and, like they just talk. It's pretty, it's pretty funny. Yeah. But that's why I like, that's why I kind of wanted to book him. I uh, didn't get a lot of chance to talk to him though because you know he he landed late and then by the time he got there you know we're in the kind of the thick of everything. Yeah, I mean there's a lot going on day of show wise. Um, I mean you're in every direction. It's funny too because you just you, uh, thinking about that and saying like I don't know how many times a day at least there was at least five to six different times that somebody's like where's Thorne or where's this person? And I'm thinking, well, I just walked that way. Like you just missed them this or that way. And it's people are back and forth all over the building all day long. Um, so there is a lot going on. So, yeah. And it's like what, like Larry was actually leaving and he was going through backstage and like, uh, I stopped and I was like, I was like, Andy, take a picture for me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And like, I got a picture with him right before he, he left because I just didn't have time. Yeah. 
Um, it's definitely want to shout out the pre-show match that we haven't discussed yet. I thought that was a great match. If you if you were there live, you got to see it. it was not on Fight Plus. Um, but Austin James and Vic Vice, I, I thought had a great match. I thought the finish of that match was great. Um, what did you think of the, the pre-show? Uh, what I thought, what I was really impressed with um, was that was not the planned finish. You know, they blow the planned finish, and you are like you have no idea. You know what I mean? Like I knew what the finish was supposed to be, and like they fucked it up, and they kept going, and they went on the fly and uh, killed killed it. You know what I mean with a, with a cool finish. So. Uh, that was props to those guys for you know not getting flustered and, and keeping keeping things moving. Um, yeah, you know both guys are, are continuing to improve. Um, you know, uh, tons of support from you know the locker room. You know, for both of those guys as well. <laughs> so you know, it, I wanted to give them a little opportunity when you know, especially when when we do these meet and greets. There's an hour of dead time. You know what I mean? People are just standing in line. So you know throw something out there and uh you know this was a per- perfect opportunity for those guys i thought it really delivered too and like you said with the with the finish i don't think people yeah i don't think people knew that obviously that that wasn't what was supposed to happen but for two guys who are as green as they are and kind of new to the business to have that happen and both be able to go okay adjust they readjust we're gonna you know and and make it happen and have a finish that that was great and you know was, was a was a great finish i think that does a lot for them confidence wise going forward that hey you know it's not always going to go exactly how it's supposed to out there and we now have the tools and knowledge and and experience to kind of take it and figure out and still make the best of it right no i was super impressed with all that um you know like uh it was um it was kind of doom and gloom. We didn't really get into it on the podcast, but you know, it was a super expensive show. Uh, and Pedro was like really on me about the finances of it. Uh, especially, you know, the, the couple days leading into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was a little nervous, honestly, ab- about Saturday, you know, like, uh, I knew we had sold, you know, first and second, first and fourth row out, but like, you know, there was a there was a pretty big uphill battle that uh, we were facing going into Saturday. I mean, it was be- obviously you know light years better than this, the Cybernetico presale, but um, you know, for for the the budget of the show overall, it was uh, it was pretty shaky, I, I would say. And uh, you know, just props to everybody that came out, and you know, all the you know people on the show that really pushed it and. Uh, we, you know, we were able to come out on top, you know, um, which is, you know, that's a win in my book. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. certainly didn't get rich, but we were able to, you know, cover the bills and, you know, there was no, uh, no need to run to the ATM. So, you know, that's a, uh, that's a win in my book as far as I'm concerned. Absolutely. <clears throat> um, getting into some questions, uh, in, in the AIW Patreon discord, got some questions, uh, the EVP of health Jeremy asks, uh, for the second annual Fonzie Hardcore Tournament, will Kaplan have to give up his belt to the winner? Um, yeah, so like kinda... that was uh, that was kind of more of like a trophy as opposed to a defendable belt. Um, so, you know, and that's why you know you see Kaplan win, you see Kaplan lose, uh, but you know it's kind of it's kind of more a trophy as opposed to a defendable belt. Like he could choose to defend it, I suppose. 
throughout the year, you know, if somebody challenged for it. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so the the that will be up for grabs in in Ashtabula on July 29th. I believe they put tickets on sale already. So I would assume uh, he would be in the tournament, right? Is I mean, is that safe to say that I would think he would return to defend the belt? He wouldn't have to give it up if he wins again this year, right? <laughs> I mean, that's the obvious answer, right? Negotiations are ongoing. Right. Um, there's some other questions in the Discord here. They are... Uh, similar for from Big Dan on the across the pond over there. Is there anyone from AIW past? If you could book one more time, uh, who would it be, and which of the current roster would they face? If there's anyone you know past AIW members you could get one more time, anybody who would they face? Oh God, I don't know. You know, like that's such a loaded question. I mean, it could be. There's so many former AIW. I mean, that's the right. Thing. I mean, that covers so much ground right like yeah uh man i don't know because i mean there's a long list we've been i've been doing these draft shows where we draft you know a former aiw uh talent and you you ta- you draft a roster and then you build a show and there are the names are it's a who's who of who has wrestled in aiw man yeah i mean i don't know i'm I really don't know if I can answer that, but, uh, you know, there's a zillion different directions I can go, but I'm going to go kind of with one out of left field and I'm going to say sweet and sour, Larry Sweeney versus Wes Barkley. Wow. That would be for the promos alone. Holy shit. That would be an incredible match. RIP. I was going to say RIP. Yeah. That's a great answer. I think. Uh, I think that that's that was a tough one for sure. That was a that was a loaded I mean, question. Yeah, you could but. go all over the map with that, but for whatever reason, that is just what popped into my head. Uh, you know, I, there's no right or wrong answer to it, but that popped in my head, and uh, I think that would be uh, super entertaining. No right or wrong answer, but I could definitely say that's not wrong. That's for sure. <laughs> um, uh, another one from Jeremy. He asks, how long does it take to put together the gauntlet order and who does it? Uh, they, they draw the names out of a hat, right? We saw that on the live stream. <laughs> put together the order. Uh, I won't, re- I, I won't reveal, uh, you know, everybody that's involved in it, but it is an extensive planning process. <sighs> it takes, uh, I don't, I would say, mm, Five, five to eight hours to put it together My and God. then um then there's ongoing tweaks and changes um you know eric taylor obviously scratched out um there were some other things that um didn't pan out um dr dan and i kind of had like a secret meeting after we had planned the gauntlet Mm-hmm. Um, he was initially not involved, um, you know, so it's kind of like an initial, like, I would say five to eight hours and then it continues to get fine tuned. You know, we start it, we start that process about, uh, I would say mm, two months out. 
Um, I started the process of trying to negotiate with or, or try to lock in mystery guys like I would say four four months out. Mm-hmm. Um, as soon as we decide what the date's going to be, Marion Fontaine gets booked instantly uh, every year. Um, so, I mean, it's kind of hard to pinpoint down uh, how long it actually takes, but like the actual like majority of the planning of it is like a good entire day. It's like a shift at a, at a job. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's quite the quite the task for sure. Um, all right, well that was all we had for questions. Uh, we pretty much covered the card, the gauntlet itself. Anything that we missed? Was there anything? Uh, did you, Magnum CK uh, came through the curtain, and there I don't I heard it in the back. I don't know where you were at this point when Magnum C came came out, but did, there was a blood curdling scream. It sounded like someone was he murdered. Po- I didn't hear it, but he posted a video of it. Um. Uh, there's that was that was wild. I would say that there's uh well the only other question in there from uh, Trombetta asking about any good Abdullah and Zabisco stories. Okay, yeah, I figured we kind of covered that. Um, Zabisco, like I said, it was pretty like you know, and not a lot. You know, I had a mm-hmm. lot of phone calls with him leading up to it, um, negotiating and and things like that, and uh, he's like super like chill guy you know yeah um he can get text messages but he can't send them because he's got a flip phone so like i could text him and then he would call me with the answer you know (laughs) um but he was like totally chill like didn't care about uh, me booking him on a frontier flight like did not give a shit like he was just like a cool fucking dude about everything um just like super down to earth guy like kind of fucking with all the guys in the back you know what i mean um you know just uh really uh can't say enough good things about him um Ab- the abdullah thing was just weird <laughs> like there's just so many different weird things that happen like you got to call this number and it's a handler and then they go to him and then he yells on speakerphone and then like you work out a deal and then like it, you got to call a third person and then this person's got to fly with them and then the other person wants to then come but they're going to get their own flight and like it's just like a whole ordeal and you know then he's like calling me he's like uh, where's my hotel at and I say well I'm going to book it you know tonight he's like okay doctor thank you it's like uh I picked him up from the airport and like, it was just, uh, you know, it's like, like I was saying, like it was going to be good stories one way or the other, you know? And, uh, he was just, um, <laughs> like we got him to the hotel and, uh, you know, he's talking about Johnny powers and wrestling in Cleveland. And, um, and then like, we got him in and he sent his people off and he made me like sit down with them. And like, he like wanted his money. And I was like, I didn't bring your money. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you'll, you'll get it tomorrow. And then, uh, he was just, Oh, the, the, the promo thing that, he yeah. Cut. So I was going to ask whose idea was that? So I was like, Hey, can I get like a video that just says, Hey, come to the show tomorrow. And he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. No problem. I was like, that would, I was like, just, you know, cause people just never know, you know, sometimes something goes wrong. They like knowing that the person's arrived. Mm hmm. So he's like, yeah, and he's like, so we're, like, getting to the hotel, and he's like, let's get that picture. And I'm like, okay. 
So like I give, you know, the one person that he was with the phone and then like, he just like, that was like all improv. Like none of that was called. Yeah. Like he's like, he was just supposed to say like, ah, Abdullah the butchers in Cleveland, you know, like see you tomorrow. And like, he just like grabs me and starts choking me. And he's like, yeah, it really looked like he's choking the shit out of you. Like <laughs> He was definitely working a little stiff brother. Uh, <laughs> And, like, he just keeps going. He's like, who else is on the show? Like, People you haven't heard of. Like, what do you want me to say? <laughs> Meanwhile, you're getting choked out. Like, your face was turning all red and shit. He was really pressing on you. Like, you can tell he's really yeah, I like, choking. I mean, he's got some old man strength, dude. Like, Oh, yeah. Could, uh and then, like, he sent his people in, and, like, we talked money and this and that. And then, like, he was just, like, then he started pitching these angles. They were fucking wild. Like, I was just like, what the fuck? Like, he was like, do you have a picture of yourself? And I'm like, not on me. And he's like, because I think we we got to do a thing where I'm eating a photo of you. <laughs> I'm like, Okay. <laughs> Uh, he's like, you don't have a picture of yourself? I was like, no, like I'd have to find a printer. <laughs> you got like headshots? Like you just yeah. keep a stack of them? Oh, yeah, right like, here. Okay. He's like, I think it would be great if we did this thing where I was eating a, I was eating a picture of you. I'm like, okay. Uh, I, I'll see what I can do. And then uh, he was like, he's like, you're the promoter though and i was like yeah like he kept like i don't know he, he kept like asking me how old i was and shit like i don't think he believed that i was the promoter yeah and uh he's like okay he's like how about this he's like tomorrow it's a wrestling show right i was like yeah <laughs> and he's like tomorrow he's like i want you to go into the ring and i want i want you to welcome your fans to the to the arena tomorrow i'm like okay you never do <laughs> He's like, I really want you to, you know, uh, tell them how happy you are that they're all in the building. And then uh, we're going to find some bad guys and they're going to come out and they're going to beat the shit out of you. <laughs> and he's like, then we're going to we're going to get a stretcher and they're going to stretcher you out. of. They're going to hurt you and you're going to leave on a stretcher. We had one. And then when you're almost into the back and you're on the stretcher and. Everyone's sad and thinks you've been really hurt. You're going to grab the microphone and you're going to say, You fucked up. I got something for you. And then Abdul the Butcher is going to come down to the ring. Yes. And, and then I'm going to defend you. And then I'm going to take that photo and I'm going to start eating it. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm looking at this guy. I'm like, he's in the wheelchair. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He hasn't yet to walk in front of you. He's like, do you got a fork on you? And I'm like, no. Like, Let's you. do another like video with a fork. It. And I was like, I don't have one. He's like, all right. He's like, what am I doing tomorrow? Fantastic. And I was like, you're going to the show. He's like, you got something lined up where I can make some money? I was like, you're going to the show. He's like, yeah, but like, how do I make money until I go to the show? I was like, I, what? I was like, I make money. I booked you to come to my wrestling show. Like, what are you talking about? He's like, can't find somewhere else for me to go to make money during the day. Like, like he was like, he was dumbfounded. And I was like, uh, uh what? Like, no, this was never mm -hmm. discussed. Yeah. Uh, and then, um, you know, he, uh, he kept asking for a bonus on Saturday. Oh, geez. He's like, Hey, uh, how about you give me a little bonus? I was like, what? 
For what? <laughs> Waking up? Like, he wanted a bonus. He wanted, and like, and then, like, I got a little pissed. Me and Abby had to have some more. He worked, like, some side deal. He had some guy come in through, like, the side door with, like, and did this, like, bulk signing with, like, you know, I walked in on the middle of it, and our, like, ragtag crew of, like, students, I was like, what's going on here? They're like, well, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Nobody knew what, nobody probably had to, like, so like step in and say something like i had to have a i had to have an awkward uh awkward conversation uh about it is this a guy you've seen before at all is it like no, a known like no, no it's some like weird deal from that abby worked with some guy from detroit jesus christ like in private so i was like what the fuck you, you know, didn't like, find something for him to make money john he had to go into business for himself <laughs> <laughs> but like then i think he he felt bad because shaw said that uh hey abdullah uh pulled out two uh custom abdullah the butcher hats and autographed them and told me that uh, he wants me to give them to you as a thank you no kidding but i mean all in all like i kind of it was as average it was like as expected and it like wasn't there was it wasn't a bad experience it was just kind of funny you know what i mean mm-hmm. like sure uh I wouldn't say like nobody should book them or anything like that. Like I think it's, you know, like they just, you know, they do not, they do not make them like that anymore. And like that's why I wanted to, I will really wanted to experience it. And it was just kind of like, it was funny. And like he was great with fans, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, just, uh, you know, everybody. I seen a million fucking photo ops with him holding the fork to people's heads over the weekend. So like. I mean, stuff like that was just was just great. It was just kind of funny, like you know, just the he was just all about how can he make money like every minute of the day, you know. <laughs> and it's just like they, they just don't make guys like that anymore. You know what I mean? Like it was just so funny to me. Like, and then he's like pitching all these angles and like he, I'm trying to like I I know that he pitched other angles too. And then like at one point, like him and Cardona were gonna do something. Uh, but then I think Cardona saw how stiff he was getting when he was putting that fork on people. He was like, I don't know, man. Because he was signing right next to him. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, when people, like, (laughs) when people took pictures with him, like, he fucking, like, grabbed him. Like, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, uh, oh, and this is, like, another funny Abdullah thing. His hand was all wrapped up. Mm -hmm. And, like, I was like, what'd you do to your hand? And he was just like, I was in my hotel room all night practicing karate. <laughs> Holy shit. And I was like, what? Like, you're just busting boards in your hotel room? He's like, I'm a ma-, he's like I don't know if you know this, but I'm a master of karate. Holy and he shit. says it just like that, karate. Yeah, yeah. And, like, it just, like, it's fucking just, I don't, it was just so funny. Like, That's I, awesome. I highly recommend people book them. Uh, just, you know. Be, if you know what you're walking into, it's like a really enjoyable experience. Pedro, Pedro dealt with him a lot, and Pedro was just like, "Get this guy the fuck out of here!" Like, I'm <laughs> sick of it, you know. Like, but I, I kind of half thought it was funny, but it, there was just, uh, you know, like, and he was like, "No, like, I thought I'm getting paid this much," and I'm like, you know, we had to have like that little talk, you know. He was, he he tried a couple uh, sneak move, you know what I mean, like. But at the end of the day, he was just like a, you know, like an old, like a grandpa. You know what I mean? Which, like, 
that's kind of par for the course, though, isn't it? With a lot of older wrestlers, that's definitely yeah. a move that they all do. So it's not like to say like Abby's just this guy who all of a sudden wanted more. But they no, all I pretty knew, much do that. I right? mean, I knew like I knew exactly what it was going to be like. Yeah, uh, and I loved it. You know what I mean? Right, like right. it was just like you just got to say like no. You know, like this is this is it. <laughs> and yeah, like. And he was great, you know, like we took pictures with me and then like, he's like, you know, he got a little stiff with me on that fork, you know what I mean? Because I didn't, I didn't <laughs> give him that bonus. But, the bonus, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I mean, he really fucking like, he really fucking locks it in, you know what I mean? Like, uh, but you know, it was, it, it was, you know, him and, uh, uh, then another like. Zabisco story was like, uh, you know, this is Dustin's story, but Dustin picked Zabisco up and he was just like, oh, he's like, Abdullah the Butcher's gonna be here. I haven't seen him since Japan in the 80s. <laughs> and like, which probably isn't true, but uh, <laughs> he's like, yeah, you know, we were running wild in Japan. And Dustin's like, oh, yeah. He's like, yeah. And then, like, Dustin thinks uh, he's going to get these crazy Japan stories. And he goes, you know his name's Larry, too? (laughs) And then he's like, all right, Dustin. I'll see you later. (laughs) It just ends it there. That was it. He's just like, his name's Larry, too. (laughs) That's so great. I'll have to ask Dustin. That's great. (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, it was uh, all in all, it was an enjoyable experience. Um you know, I think, uh, you know, not to sound morbid or whatever, but it's like you got to like some of these guys, you got to book them. You know what I mean? Like they're mm-hmm. getting older. Uh, Abdul the Butcher is 82 years old, you know, My like God. that's pretty crazy. Um, and he's like, you know, he's still pretty with it. And, um, you know, he was great with fans and, uh, you know, so many people brought all these this cool kind of nostalgic stuff like. Uh, you know, old wrestling magazines with them on it and stuff to sign. So there's like, you know, it's just one of those guys, you know, like he's a niche guy, but he's just like one in a million. You know what I mean? Like, uh, if you know him, you really know him. Right. Did you uh, have um, any interactions? No, no. We were, I was running around kind of setting stuff up. Um, and they were kind of busy with fans. It's hard for me. You know, I mean, I kind of in a weird position because with stat, you know, work for the company, I don't want to like cut in front of anybody in a line. And there was a line the entire time that I, you know, had seen either of them. They were kind of interacting with other people. So, you know, I'm never going to like, you know, cut off a fan or something like that. Uh, so I didn't really get much, much time with either of those guys, unfortunately. Our yeah. next show, uh, getting into the next show real quick, uh, June 17th, the West Side Bowl in Youngstown. Yeah, uh, all tickets. Tickets on sale, right? Yeah, tickets on sale. Carlito will be there. All tickets, $20. Um, we're going to try to sell it out again. Uh, maybe a uh, double meet and greet situation that is uh, to be determined um, based on some phone calls I had. And then, you know, back at... The Temple on June 23rd with Devon Dudley. Um, I really hope that we could pack that temple out again. You know, I just think that the vibe of that place looks so cool. Um, we did uh, change up ticketing a little bit. We added um, 
two more rows of seats going kind of dead center onto you know towards the stage and then Mm -hmm. um we did remove seats on the side so it's going to be a little bit more uh manageable for people to get around um because you know we really jammed them in uh last time so um i hope that we could sell it out though again i mean that is the cleveland venue for the foreseeable future um so if you want events in the Cleveland area, you know, like you got to come out and support those ones too. Yeah. Uh, or else we're stuck in Akron or, you know, cause we can only get that four sports building, even though that's kind of out there East, you know, we can only get that like once or twice a year. They're so fucking booked um, with like volleyball and different sports stuff. So that's, you know, the temple is, uh, is where it is for now you know uh, at least through this year um have heard nothing on the odeon or or any of that so uh no uh no prospects thus far well looking forward to the youngstown show for sure also looking forward to temple live i think the temple like you said that's just an atmosphere um we heard heard the complaints we heard the gripes all that stuff we're trying to work with you know everyone in here the problems and work you know we like you said we took stuff away from the sides added to the back so you know we're listening we're hearing we're trying to you know we're trying to make good on that type of stuff so come out check us out support us bring a friend you, you know you know somebody who hasn't been to aiw bring them out we'd love to see new people um any parting words before we go john no i mean i, I think uh you know june 17th will be a cool day obviously you got toy Ohio, you know during the day they're gonna have you know multiple sign different signings there and then you know add you in the evening um i think it's a kind of a cool you know one-two punch for the youngstown area um i hope you know i hope we can establish the west side bowl as you know uh, another stop you know you always got to go back again and see if it's you know if it was a fluke or not you know we fucking packed it the first time so Mm -hmm. i'm hopeful that we can do it again and kind of make it a routine you know you know once you 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 know one two three time a year sort of thing yeah i'm i'm anxious to hear the announcement of the other you know if we if you're able to work that out uh you know we tease that you know i'm sure people were wondering who it was hopefully we can get that done we'll have a double signing that'd be great yeah, let's let's keep the train moving. You know what I mean. And uh, obviously, if you're on the email list or on Patreon, I'm not going to announce it here, but you found out the date and uh, the big guest for Absolution this year. So if you're not on the mail li- mailing list or Patreon, you're just going to have to wait and see. Definitely get out there, get on that Patreon, get in the Discord. Um, buy those tickets because the more tickets sold, the more money John's going to have to maybe sign this second person. So let's get those tickets to Youngstown. Let's sell it out. Uh, anything else before we get out of here? No, watch, just, uh, watch Gauntlet for the Gold 16, uh, replay on Fight Plus. And, you know, that's another way to, uh, help us make a little bit of cash. Absolutely. So for John Thorne, for myself, Rhino Two Legs, and everyone else at AIW, <clears throat> thank you. We'll see you next time. Thanks.